Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. On this week's episode of Five Movie Madness, I want you to know that this podcast is like a box of chocolates. You never know what movies are going to get picked. I'm your host this week, Corey, and with me, as always, I have Joe. I'm hoping we can all be like peas and carrots tonight. Ooh, I like it. And Matt? Walking a mile, walking a mile, walking a green mile. And a very special guest all the way from Spokane, Washington now. My goodness, so far away. Uh, our good friend, Dia Mitch. I know what I have to do now. I got to keep breathing because tomorrow the sun will rise and who knows what the tide will bring. I got chills listening to all of these quotes. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm really, really excited about this episode. Yeah. That was the best delivery I've well ever had. And it's at so, this so point, good. I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'm go out on, on top. It's been a pleasure. If you, if you uh, somehow have been living under a rock for the last 30 some odd years, and you can't tell what this week's episode is about, we are counting Shame. down our... That too. We are counting down our top five favorite Tom Hanks movies, and uh, obviously we have a special guest uh, with us, Mitch, who, if you've listened to our old shows here, Talking Heroes, you've known that voice for quite some time now. Uh, so the show's broken down into two parts. First, we're going to talk about our movies, and then we'll get into madness. Uh, but before we do that, Joe, do we have an email? We do not. Good to oh, go. Oh, man. <laughs> Just jumping right in. Fair enough. We Fair can do whatever enough. we want. Uh, we're whole world's our oyster. So how's everybody's week been? Anybody got anything good? Anybody do anything fun this week? The New York Islanders uh, are the I put, sports I, team alive. I put $200 on them during the cup this year. <laughs> All right, so uh, when did you place it? Right after they got into it with Boston. So they were at uh, plus 1200 1200 to one. Uh, 12 to one. Okay, okay. 12. All right. No, no, they're at $1,200 to one. Plus 1200 which is 12 to one. Okay, plus we yeah, okay. Because yeah, I was like, you know good. what? Very good. <laughs> Why not? It was a $20 bet. I was like, this is still going to pay out pretty nice for me, so. I'm having so much fun watching. It's I've so, That was yeah, so yeah, much yeah. fun. Yeah, that was, that was so much video. fun for me to watch. <laughs> By the time anyone's listening to this, we'll find out if Koi won his bet. That. Yes. And yeah, how sad or how happy. How sad I will be if he didn't. <laughs> yeah, we, we all hope you're happy. I hope I'm happy. Uh, Mitch, if Boston won on Wednesday, I would have been three of us emailed here. in my list and said hi for, hi for 10 seconds are. and signed off. <laughs> but, yeah. but the Islanders were here first. <laughs> the all, all, things, all things being equal is if the shoe was on the other foot and the Flyers were going into a Game 7 against Boston... In this round, I also would have called out and been like, guys, I, sorry, been just not, me not happening. Joe, I don't care what sports team <laughs> wins or loses. I'm here with you all the time. Appreciate Both it. physically over Zoom or in spirit. Sometimes that's what all at once. Yeah. For once, finally, <laughs> the two have aligned. Planets. I just want to clarify... If Boston was facing Philadelphia in a game seven, I would yes. be. Um, yes, that's yeah. fair. This is a... <laughs> it would not be a two man show. Oh, man. Uh, all right. So we have uh, all decided and agreed on the topic of Tom Hanks. Then we went our separate ways, watched some movies, compiled the list. And now we are going to share them with you. So many movies. And so, so many, many movies. movies. 
This was I, I I've said it a lot the last couple episodes, but man, we are not picking easy lists to like come up with. Like it just recently, like I did Spielberg not hate pretty this hard. for homework though. This was a joy. No, I've had worse assignments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Spielberg was really hard. What was another one that was like a, a tough as hell one to do? Brad, Brad Pitt it was wasn't hard. Easy. Yeah. yeah, Brad Pitt was. Brad tough. Pitt was I mean, tough. It, it's it's seeming to be like when we pick these big name actors. And high school like, was hard. Shit. High school was was pretty tough, yeah. And now we pick the biggest yeah. and the greatest yeah. name actor, Tom this Hanks. Is, this is our swan song. This is going to be the last episode. Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. it. It's all downhill not, from here. <laughs> not wrong with that assessment. No, he's got blockbuster after blockbuster. He's, he's a little sure bit actor for sure. All right, so let's get into our list. First, we're going to – I'll explain how that works first. Um we're going to go through our list from five, then four, three, two, and one. If somebody has a movie uh, or says a movie and one of us has it higher on our list, we are going to table that to the later portion of the conversation. And I think that's pretty much the long and short of how we talk about these movies. Joe, lead us off. What is your number five movie? All right. Uh, yeah, my number five movie is at number five, not because of how good of a movie it is, but... How little Tom Hanks appears in it, so it's catch me if you can. Okay, all right, I like We're it. We're gonna table that, sir. All right, uh, Mitch, your number five. My number five. I don't expect this to be tabled. I'll be surprised, honestly. Uh, my number five is the Lady Killers. Yeah. <laughs> no tables, right? Yeah. No, this. I I'm not surprised by this. I don't think this movie is seen as anywhere close to one of Tom Hanks' best movies, but it definitely makes my five. I love this movie. This is actually my favorite Coen Brothers movie, which may seem blasphemous to other people, but um, I, mean, what else I, have I they think done? this movie is fantastic. <laughs> have yeah, have all you guys been? seen The Lady Killers? No. I have not. I yeah. can't no, say no, that I have. I wanted to watch it for this, but I watched like 10 movies for this, so it, it just is... didn't make the cut. <laughs> It is a it is certainly a different role for Tom Hanks. I feel like he usually plays the hero, um, and there's very few movies where he goes astray from that. And he is, it's it's also a comedy, which I feel like is beyond young Tom Hanks. He's much more like drama and straightforward now. Um, it's weird, but I love it. I love the music. I love the cast. I love the quirkiness. The cast on of this it. is is wild. It's great. This is. One of the more wild casts I think I've ever seen in a Tom Hanks movie. But Corey, you said you haven't seen it. Yes, only I've never seen it. No, no, I'm literally just looking it up for the first time. All right, right Matt, now. what are you? What are your thoughts on uh, the Lady Killers? Because you're the only one who's ever seen it here, besides me. The the big takeaway from this movie is mm. Tom Hanks can't that's, do an that's accent no very secret. well. <laughs> that, <that's... laughs> I mean, like this is like probably the most pronounced accent he does in a movie. And uh, that's like mm-hmm. kind of my my memories from it. Um, he plays like a southern gentleman villain, which was like kind of like odd. Like he's very polite. Um, yeah, I mean he's definitely the most memorable aspect of the movie. But it's not. That's very okay. I kind of got that feeling from your me, facial expressions. Again, <laughs> I knew I was going to be the odd man out here. Mm-hmm. Um, it is for sure. me a a favorite. I I've watched this movie a bunch and. I love J.K. Simmons in it as well. It's not a. It's not. He's not the focus today, but I think he's pretty great. The guy. <laughs> oh, That'd yeah, be a good for list sure. One day. The guy who played uh, Gary Bertier <laughs> in Remember the Titans is in it. Ryan Hurst. Apparently, Marlon Wayans is in it. This is. It is a. 
story. Oh, I would count every single one of my movies on my top five as, you know, we like film is art, and I would count all these movies on my top five as pure poetry. Uh, and mm-hmm. the Lady Killers to me is a is a story of poetic justice. Um, so yeah, I'd love Joe Corey. You're gonna have to watch it, and you're gonna have to let me know. And you'll probably let me down and say, "Yeah, it ain't great." You'll probably be on on the same page with Matt, but I, for one, love it, and it's my list. I hope to surprise right, you. Fair enough. His, his, his right. character's name is Goldthwait Higginson <laughs> Dorth the Third, PhD. Yes, it is. <laughs> what? <laughs> Cohen Brothers movie. <laughs> I guess so. It's very interesting. I'll give you that. All right. Uh, Matt, you're number it. five. <laughs> um, my number five? Okay, I don't think it's going to make uh, anyone's of uh, your list, but it's uh, Tom Hanks has only directed two films. This is his directorial debut. He's in it, and then it's a movie called That Thing I haven't do. seen it since, like, sixth grade music That's class. Fun. I wanted to rewatch it. I remember it being good. Okay, yeah. I love it. It's it's such a it's such a catchy tune that they sing. It's about a band in the '60s, like from a small town in Pennsylvania. They're like high school friends, and they just start a band after high school, and they're called the Wonders, and they're literally one hit wonders. And their song is that thing you do, and it's a fun movie. It's it's. Not going to win any awards, but certainly a good time when you're watching it. Tom Hanks not only directs it, he plays the agent. It's, it's a good role for him. He's not like a sleazy agent. He actually tries to help the bands out. His, his character is pretty memorable. He's not the main character. But I found going through this list, Tom Hanks is an incredible supporting actor. He really is. Some of my favorite Tom Hanks movies, he is not in the starring role. And I figured he would direct a lot more after this movie. I don't know how it did financially, but... It's it's certainly good, and he's like so well known in Hollywood. I, maybe he didn't like directing. The other movie he directed was Liar Crown. I don't think that's going to make any of your list, but that was like many years after that thing you do. So I figured he would have kept. Maybe up when the he's done acting, maybe he'll he take up directing. Yeah, that thing you do. I hope he's never done acting. <laughs> I think he's going to be like. <laughs> he's going to be grandpa. Yeah, Hank. he's just going to. I I do going. love that movie too, uh, Matt. That's, that's I it. think that it almost falls under like parody um because it's it's nodding and making fun of actual music events in history but it's it's like brilliant like yes, i only saw absolutely. it recently for the first time before yeah. i even knew we were going to do this podcast and i was like that, that was a good movie i really like it so it's what's cool about it too is at the end of the movie they do the thing where they tell you what happened to all the characters mm-hmm. it's literally their photo with white text on a black screen the bass player in the movie doesn't have a name so when it goes to the picture of the bass player, he's referred to as TB player, <laughs> the bass player. Mm-hmm. And it's just a nice, subtle touch. Like, I don't know if, like, he just oversight. didn't include a character name. They meant to. They just forgot. And then, no, he's TB player. Or, like, we want to do this, but, oh, no, the bass player doesn't have a name. Well, we'll just call him TB player. Like, I really it's want to know how that bass players. Down. They don't matter. Yeah. I think I think that's exactly it, and I kind of love that. <laughs> who, you, you may have a favorite band, but do you know what the bass player's name is? Like, a couple bands. Well, yeah, and spo- spoiler, he gets the bass player just like does not show up for their big performance mm-hmm. at the end, and he's literally replaced by a random. They're just player as good. Oof. So. <laughs> Close enough. But yeah, that thing you do, Corey. What's My your number, number five, five is Road to Perdition. Mm. Okay. 
Solid choice. Thought about it. Too. Okay. Thought about it. Yeah, I. Uh, this movie to me, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is about this movie, but like, I'll, I'll go back at least once a year and throw this on and enjoy it. I, I get it. It's it's got a little bit of a slow pace. It's it. High art isn't what what the word I'm looking for is, but like it definitely seems like it's trying to be way more artistic than it needs to be. But that being said, it's still a really really fun story, and it's really like captivating. Every time I turn it on, like I'm always like sucked immediately into like what's happening on screen. I think Jude Law is incredible in it. Like, yeah, Tom Hanks is is great in this movie, but like the other people around him are just as good, pretty much all of, for the whole film, which I think is helpful when you're looking at movies like this too, right? Rarely, I, I think rarely, what we're going to find is rarely on these lists are the people that Tom Hanks is surrounding himself with not keeping up. Like, and I don't know if that's, if that's just them elevating to Tom Hanks's level or if Tom Hanks just, just has such an even keel that people are able to match his performance. Even a volleyball skill, is like, able to keep up. Like <laughs> Exactly, right? Like, <laughs> so yeah, I, I love Road to Perdition. I, I think it's that that slow motion scene in the rain. I mean, so good. And the ending is the ending's wild. Definitely, like I remember that, seeing the ending for the first time. And like, oh, did not see that shit coming. So, yes, he is. Paul Newman's in Road to Perdition. Oh, that's right. And he's two, so two of my th- Tom Hanks. I would consider one of my favorites. My three favorites. So two of my three favorite actors of all time are in it. So. Road Perdition is definitely good. It is a little slower paced. You're right. It is graphic it's novel. It's a comic book movie yep. too. It's a graphic novel. <laughs> yep. We sure did. Yep. Mm. We did it on ZTH. Uh, yeah. It's uh no. It's good. I remember I saw it for the first time in theaters with my grandparents. They they loved it and I liked it a lot too. I thought about it. You know, it, it, I mean, he's so great. It's it's really tough. I know to, that's to that's going to be down, one of the things but, about this list is like we're we're gonna have movies that are not on the list that very well should be. Well, the reason that he's my favorite actor of all time is because I will always go see a movie because it he's in it. I'm, oh, it's a Tom Hanks movie? I'm there. And yet... He's your like, if, season ticket. So you, have, <laughs> yeah. you have season tickets. And yet my season least... Some of my Hanks. least favorite actors are are pretty big names, but it's like when I'm watching that movie, like another Tom, Tom Cruise, when I'm watching a Tom Cruise movie, I'm watching Tom Cruise. Like, that's what I'm watching. Tom Hanks... Just my favorite actor. <laughs> Tom Hanks becomes <laughs> the character that he's playing. And even though I the know character. I'm watching Tom yes. Hanks, he is the character he's playing and he's always yeah. doing a phenomenal job. Yeah. I'm kind of the reverse. I Fair feel assessment. like I always know Tom Hanks is going to do a great job with the movie that he's in, but I've never been excited to go see a Tom Hanks movie. I just know it's going to be good. I'm never like looking forward to it. Just look at his overall career. Like early on, he, he was a comedic yeah. actor. He did he did comedies, and he he's kind of the same guy when he's like in that uh, uh, in that veil of comedy. And then when you get to the '90s, that's when he started like all right breaking out. He's probably the biggest act. Him and Denzel yeah. probably rivaled in the '90s for like competing for the best actor. Then as he's gotten older, he's he's playing more like real life characters that he can. I mean, it might be easier to transform into that character if it was based on a real person. He can do all the research. Like, I think for The Post, Mm. he actually went to the Washington Post Mm. and just sat around for a year just to, like, find out, like, what a newsroom is like, like, to get involved with it. And that's great. It's a great dedication to the craft. And it's great that he can, like, kind of morph with the times. Like, as he gets older, he knows what 
film roles suit him best. And he has said uh, in interviews in the past, the one genre of film he would love to get into, but he would have to actually play the lead, is a superhero type role. Reed Richards. Real, real old Reed Richards. <laughs> there's a spot. There's a spot. Yeah, I don't know what it is. But... For him in something. Yeah, I don't. If... I mean, the comic universe is so vast, and people. He's already in the comic universe. He did Road to Perdition. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like a superhero. It doesn't surprise me at all that he takes his craft so seriously because it shows. I don't know off the top of my head a movie that I could pick with him in it that I'd say he phoned in his performance. I don't. Yeah, I've never seen a Tom Hanks movie where I was like, he doesn't want to be here. No, he's always trying. I didn't. He made a movie called mm, Circle I've never with seen Emma that Watson, movie. and I love Emma Watson, so I figured that would have been hear great. It's bad. I've never seen it either, and like it, yeah. it came and went, and it got such he's a bad score. He's such a small part, though. I again, I, like yeah, so they just he's put his name really on it. That's really? the part. So okay, because he's like I remember yeah, watching it and being it's, disappointed it's, in how little <laughs> Tom Hanks there was. It's a lot of it's a lot of Emma Watson, okay. and then isn't it Finn? Not yeah, it's Finn, right? The the actor who plays Finn. John Boyega, thank oh. you. John Boyega. Okay. Can't right? wait till the circle shows up on one of your top fives. I don't know. <laughs> it's number one. I think I think we're safe. <laughs> yeah, right. This early. But but Mitch, you said you saw it, right? It is John. Boyega I saw it. Movie, it was right? a while. It was like right when it first came out, and I don't remember it at all. So. Okay. I'll be telling fair you enough, in a second. Enough. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I have a strong feeling. That's it's John, John Boyega. Boyega. Yep. Okay. Good job, Excellent. Corey. Good poll. Uh, that leads us right into Joe's number four. Number four. I'm going to get to get my movie tabled again because my number four is Castaway. Oh, table yeah. it. It's offensive. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Bobble. Oh. Mm. Suddenly Joe doesn't look so bad. <laughs> you guys ready to table? <laughs> uh, Mitch, you're number four. You're going to table it. Forrest Gump. God damn it. Table. That's also a table. Just for the record. Disrespectful. <laughs> it is not it Tom Hanks, man. All these movies. <laughs> it's a uh, five out of five for me, but it's it's my number fair, four. Fair, 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 fair. Uh, <laughs> Matt, you're number four. That bubbled for me. Own. I wanted so hard to put that at five. Remember that time I said that I like scroll through an mm-hmm. IMDB page and I like make sure I write Missed down the one? movies that I'm like, oh I have to make sure Yep, definitely Definitely yeah. a like, huge glaring omission uh, due to a clerical error on my part. So not, my top, not top your top five. five. Talking about it. Okay. Uh, Tom Hanks in a sports movie. Sports is my favorite genre of film. He's not the main character, but man, is he the most memorable. You leave that movie quoting Tom Hanks. And that movie is a classic baseball story. Uh, if you haven't seen it, just check it out. It's about the all-women's league during World War II that actually happened. The, Tom Hanks plays the manager of the Rockford Peaches, which is our main character. Mm-hmm. Dottie Henson is the uh, the Kit. catcher for and her sister's the pitcher. And, uh, Kit, and Tom Hanks wants nothing to do with this. He's a former Major League Baseball star that can't serve in the war because of his knee, and he's a drunk. And he is the comedic relief to this movie, and he kind of slowly starts to, like, manage the girls and like get into it and you're just like cheering him on non-stop he argues with the umpire he's he's kind of vulgar but in a funny way and you can tell even though he 
quote unquote hates his job. He really has the girl's best interests at heart. It's at the end, they offer him like an actual managerial job. And he says, no, nah, I'm turning it down. I already got a team. It's a real tear jerking moment. And uh, yeah, definitely a league of their own classic baseball movie. Tom Hanks plays the manager again, supporting role knocks it out of the park. It's a, Pun it's a great movie. It's, it's, I'm pretty sure it's my favorite Tom Hanks performance. I love him in wow. this movie. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, above him. That's, that's, above that's why it, it's why it got so close. Because the, the the rest of the movie is, I don't know if this is the one that did it first, but it's very sports cliche. It's a good movie, but it's just like I don't think there's anything special about League of Their Own outside of Tom Hanks. Like the final baseball game. It's interesting, is interesting because it didn't have to happen the way it does. Only because that end you. Don't know the motives yeah. of the main character. Like, so, like, the collision at home plate. It's, it's it's her sister collides with her. If she hangs onto the ball, she's out. Her team wins. Well, if she hangs onto the ball, if they go to extra innings because the ball. tied. Which is why it's, okay. it's weird. Correct. Me, but, but, again. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> but you can make the assumption that they will go to. Right, yes, they will go to extra innings. But the pitcher's at, her pitcher kits out of the game at that point, right? She can barely throw as it is. So, like, you t- knocked out their starting pitch. I think they have Fair it, enough. Is, is, is what I'm trying to say. But does she hang on to the ball? Or does she let go of the ball because she wants her sister to win? Or did the ball. the ball out I'm of pretty her sure hand? she lets go you of the ball. You don't know. <laughs> it, that's, what, that's, that's what you think. But do you know? And, like, right before that, like, hits up, and um, he tells the pitcher, throw high ones. She likes them, but she can't handle them. Like, does she think that? Kit can hit this pitch, or does she like want to embarrass? Yeah. Like you, you just don't sure. know. And I love that aspect about that movie. And yeah, you're right. Tom Hanks, but it's but... it's still a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> but I love him in that movie. It's a very good movie. Penny Marshall, Penny Marshall directed hmm. that movie too. Underrated. That is oh. Laverne from Laverne and Shirley. Mm. So that's my. Hi. We're on a my number four, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm sorry. No, yeah, I just uh, want to make sure that we're we're done. Four. That's where we are. <laughs> uh, my number four. I feel like we're yeah. probably going to table this one actually. Uh, Toy Story. And I'm I I put Toy Story with the uh, any Toy Story movie. I just I picked a Toy Story. You could say Toy Story three if you want. Just Toy Story. Wait, so the, so the, if I have something that's not the first Toy Story, am I telling you to table right now? I would. I think that that might be the what logically makes sense that we just talk about Toy Story as a collection. Okay, so that would make that would make your selection and Joe's selection the yes, Toy Story franchise. Yes, I think franchise. that makes that's that's how I would do it. Joe, do you hate any movies in the four. Toy Story franchise? Four is, did not need to happen. <laughs> four four, four doesn't great. need to happen, but we can just pretend like four doesn't exist for the for our purposes. There's no. Kingdom uh, or of we the can talk, just stone. talk about Toy Story. I, I'm fine with just talking about. You Toy can just Story talk about Toy Story. Toy Story. You you go for it. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Um. Introduction. It, I, I've said it before on the podcast. When I look at like movies that have long like franchises, I tend to pick earlier in the franchise only because I truly like getting introduced to characters. I like the excitement of when you first meet the characters, when you get to understand who they are and what their motivations are, all that stuff that comes out in first movies, which is why I picked Toy Story one. Um, it's a, f- it's just a great, fun animated film it changed the way that we look at animation i think it was like it was the first pixar movie was it not yeah it's first the feature iron pixar? man of pixar movies mm-hmm. it's the iron man of pixar good yeah that's third the pcu yeah the pixar <laughs> cinematic universe i mean that's not wrong mm-hmm. 
No, you're not. No, you're absolutely it's right. Yeah. They're all they connected, are connected uh, in some way. Yeah, so this, start, this starts that style of animation, which changes things. I remember seeing this as a kid when it came out. I guess we were, what, 10 maybe? Was it nine, in 95? 95, I want to say. Yeah, so, so I was, like I was eight? eight then. Yeah. Eight. I was eight. Was, yeah, yeah, so yeah, this was right in the time when I was supposed to be watching these type of movies, and I fell in love with this movie. The cast is incredible. The voice work is unbelievable. The story is adorable and fun and you can go back to it as an adult and still watch these movies and enjoy the absolute crap out of them. Like I've, I've watched toy story three any number of times the last couple of years. Like it's such a good movie that it's like, I'll turn this on. If I want to cry, there it is. I'm going to watch a toy story movie. There's tear jerking moments in all of them. And that's big for um, an animation movie for you. It is. It is big. For, yeah. It's big praise. I'm not a big animation guy. Like this is toy the Toy Story franchise is pretty much one of the only animated feature films that I do tend to go back to. I watched Moana for the first time the other day, and I'll tell you what, guys, not gonna watch it again. Okay. All right. So uh, yeah, Toy Story, man, so good. So you play good. The Super Nintendo game. I wanna I wanna say like I one did. One of the last well, titles. For incredibly hard. Yeah, this is really yeah, hard. I, I want I want to say that I did, but I I can't remember it. I Who may have given up if it was really hard. Toy Story games. I don't know. Like they were kind of fun. You were not as a kid playing that game and winning. No, not as an eight year old kid could not when, win that game. When did the uh, Nintendo That's 64? That's a good come question. Ninety nine. That sounds is right. I guess. I think I I think it was earlier. Yeah. But we we can see. You might be right. 96, actually. September 29th, 1996. Yeah, so... Okay. Yeah, so the movie came out in 96. Okay, this yeah. is definitely one of the last SNES Didn't titles. Didn't have that much time with it. Interesting. But yeah, the original Toy Story is great. It's probably mm-hmm. one of the most... Probably the most quoted Pixar movie, except for, like, Finding Nemo. I would imagine. Yeah, I, I think so. I would agree with that. I think that's fair. I have three of them downstairs. Randy yes, Newman does a great does. job. Love the, uh, yeah. the local stylings of Randy Newman. <laughs> Love it or hate it. Uh, <laughs> you can hate it. Um, Tom Hanks, not the first choice to play Woody. It I'm was so glad. Crystal turned it down. S- saw the success of Toy Story, and it was like, I'm taking the next yep. Pixar role that comes my better way. better became Mike Wazowski. I, he... Yeah, mm-hmm. from what we know now, but but Billy Crystal's not it's not that far removed from City Slickers at that point, so he played a cowboy once before. That voice so coming out of Woody just doesn't work fine. for me. I know no I know we know what we know now, but I, we know what we know. Yeah. One of uh, one of my uh like favorite family movie franchises, like the the series of movies that like my family always would sit around and watch were the Ernest the Ernest movies with uh starring Jim Varney. So Jim Varney was in this, and that actually is what made my dad like be like, "All right, fine, we can watch Toy Story. I like Jim Varney." And like, yeah, so he's Slinky Dog. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. I've never seen a single yeah, yeah, one of yeah. the Ernest movies, so I'm not familiar. Uh, you should. Oh my god, all of them. Aren't there so like good. four million of them? There are a lot of them, but you can narrow well, it down. You can do like Scared Stupid goes to prison, goes to camp. Scripts. Scared Stupid and goes to camp. Or my oh, those are probably when I was younger. Thing. I don't remember anything about them. Should me and Joe actually go back and watch them at this point, or, or they should I watch other better I, movies? I think I think I think Ernest Scared Stupid is fine. They're fun. 
they're fun, campy, corny uh, comedies. Ernest Scared Stupid, it should be considered like a Halloween. Like absolutely. Classic, when is, we uh, listen, when we yeah. get like to around October and do that topic, <laughs> it's it's gonna make my list. I'll fucking spoilers. Let's go. If 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 Hocus Pocus was a little overblown for some people on this on this panel, I think Ernest Scared Stupid is gonna be right yeah. down your alley. Does not take itself seriously, but okay. it's like right. it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So that was Toy Story. That's Toy Story. <laughs> That was Toy so Story. So we're on to Joe's number three. My number three. I'm going to continue not getting to talk about my movies because it's Forrest Gump. Table again. <laughs> I guess Forrest Gump's going to make this list no matter what. Unless it what. doesn't get spun. Uh, I mean, it's going to be on it three times. <laughs> Good point. Uh, Mitch, your number three. My number three is Cloud Atlas. I did not expect that to make any list. Yeah, I don't I even knew, think I, I remember that was a Tom Hanks. I didn't expect to make any of your I've guys' lists as well, but it is by far. I was I was really fighting Cloud Atlas number three or Forrest Gump number three, and Cloud Atlas you for poorly? me beats it. Um, okay, it is so. It's a Wachowski um, film. Um, it is definitely something that would be considered an epic. Um, which I feel like uh, I'm in bad company because you three losers talk about Lord of the Rings and are awful about that. <laughs> hey, so. one of them is great. Um, <laughs> I think they're all great. I think that maybe yes, one of them, one of them is great if you count them as one big movie. Uh, it is. I love the ending. In the second Cloud ending. Atlas yeah, uh, is <laughs> phenomenal. It's a movie that's so... Uh, kind of confusing i would say upon the first watch i remember watching it for the first time and going i really liked it but i did not fully understand what i just watched um and i don't know for some people uh that may be a negative thing and they walk away and they never watch it again i like dived into the philosophy of the movie and love it and every time i watch it afterwards i like it even more which I don't know. I wanted to ask you guys a question based off of Cloud Atlas. Is that a good movie or is that a bad movie if you have to rewatch it to fully understand it? I prefer movies that if I'm if it's not going to be a very straightforward movie, like if the movie is trying to tell me a story and it's trying to be straightforward, then it needs to be straightforward. If the movie is asking me to think and trying to get me to rewatch it and it does then it's a good movie. Do you know what I mean? I do. Know like, I don't mean. think, I don't think a movie that's super straightforward. I should have to watch it three times to pick everything up. Yeah. But at the same time, I yeah. shouldn't watch a heist movie and know what's happening and not need to go back and watch the heist movie again. Yeah. There's a, like it was edited poorly. It was made poorly. So it was confusing or it's trying to go deep on some concepts. Yeah. Cloud Atlas, I think begs for conversation uh, begs for learning, um, which to me just solidifies it as a piece of art because it truly goes deep and I gain something from it every single time I watch. Cloud Atlas was a book, yes? It was a book, yes. Now, did they, get through, did they get through the whole book in this one movie? 
I like, is it supposed like, should there be more cloud Atlas movies? So as far as I know, it's one, it's this, it's the story of cloud Atlas. They changed some things, including the way that they tell um, the story. If you watch the movie, it's jumping back and forth between these different lives of people who are connected uh, to each other. It has different act. It has the same actors playing different roles throughout different periods of time. Um, kind of this reincarnation, like connection to a different lifetime. Um, the book is set out in one story is told, and then another story is told, and then another story is told. Um, I have not okay. read the book. I gave it a try, and I found it extremely boring, whereas the movie, I, I visually, it's stunning, um, and I, I can just get more and more uh, from it every time. It's kind of this philosophy of our lives are connected to... Uh, each other and one of my favorite lines from it um, one of the characters uh, says my life amounts to no more than one drop in a limitless ocean yet what is an ocean but a multitude of drops kind of speaking to the in the grand scale of things does do your actions matter maybe no but if every single person thought of their life in that way then so much good would not be done. Gotcha. Okay. Deep, Deep. poetic philosophy. I love it. Listen, that, that's that. I mean, I, I think movies like that have a, I don't know what, what the best way to say it is. I, I think that those, those movies have a big, big, like big shoes to fill in modern day culture, right? Where 60, 70, 80 years ago, books did that a lot of the times. Nowadays, you go to movies do that for us. So to have a movie that can beg those questions and can spark those conversations, that's a great thing. And does it shock me that Tom Hanks is somehow involved in a movie like that? Not not remotely. (laughs) Not remotely, and his I, his performance in it, I love. I think it stands yeah. out. Um, there are uh, there's so many great actors in it, but his performance is no surprise to me above everybody. Sure, is he the so main lead? It, that's kind of a hard Can thing to ask because him? he he plays the main lead in one of the stories. If I had to say there's one story that's the focus, he is the main lead in that. However, in other stories okay. in different time periods, he's a supporting character. And sometimes a very small supporting character. One of the stories, he literally shows up in like a TV episode for like a couple seconds. Yeah, one of them it says he's a poor hotel guest. Yes, that's the TV. That's the TV episode. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm on Wikipedia because I've no, I know nothing about Cloud Atlas, and it's uh, divided into six different stories. I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, I get it. Yes, it is. It is unlike any movie that I can think of, which is another reason I love it. All right. Divide up into six stories. Sounds like the Snyder Cut. Anyways, moving on to Which I also Matt's love. number. Is it four hours long? <laughs> Almost, actually. Almost, actually. Actually, yeah. Uh, Matt, you're number three? That's a table from earlier. Catch nice. me if you can. Okay, nice. Good positioning. I like it. Again, yep. a supporting Tom Hanks role. <laughs> Are you... But his, his role, be it in support or otherwise, is still a really interesting story. Like a lot of times supporting characters are, are there for support, right? You're like, you're not really focusing on that character or that character's motivation, but in catch me, if you can, you kind of are. 
I find myself being yeah. way more interested in what he's doing to catch him than what's happening on the other side. You get so little of that. I don't think he's interesting, well, really. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I Leo's story. Like this. He's a kid that's... Yeah, it's, it's his story. Um, I do like Tom Hanks as Carl Handrad. He's like character i love his like introduction into the movie and what cemented it on this list for me is when you have a movie about a guy that's doing not the greatest things but he isn't a bad guy you're like rooting for that character and the person trying to stop him you're rooting against you're not really rooting against tom hanks here because tom hanks is like a very likable guy in the movie he might not be as interesting as uh, frank abagnale jr but he's He's on his heels, and you like you respect his motives. And like normally in a movie like this, when that guy gets caught, you're like, "Oh man, this 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 is awful." But it's like, no, all right, good for you, Tom Hanks. <laughs> you caught him, bring him in. Now what are you gonna do? Yeah. I like that it's aspect. A tough dynamic of it. to pull unique, off in the movie. Very good filmmaking. Like yes, absolutely. And yet, he, even though he's the adversary, he still connects with Leo's character. And yeah, yeah. it's he's a he's a character you definitely root for. If it was, if we were doing a Leo yeah. podcast, that would have made my list. But oh, sure. Well, you can guest on the Leo podcast, and we'll, we'll all. Have you know, I may have said that for that hope. <laughs> <laughs> Leo's Playing my second favorite now. actor, so <laughs> just, just... teeing us up. This the level of respect between the hmm. two adversaries in this movie, also like. Carl is on Leo's heels like the entire time, and he he catches him like a couple of times, but he just like can't like can't pull the, the trigger, so so to speak. He he can't. He's he's so he literally has him at gunpoint, and like I got you. But he just he doesn't Get recognize who face, he is at, at that point in the movie. Yeah, exactly. And there's a whole point like here's my wallet, and he doesn't open the wallet. If he opens yeah. the wallet, it's all it's all over. He's at playing that a moment. game. <laughs> and, uh, it's, a high it's, it's stakes so game. Um, Chess versus checkers. Chess checkers. And they, yeah, and being they have that level of respect, like at the end, where like he actually gets Leo a job, like yeah. working with him because he's so good at what he does, right? He, yeah. he and I, this he does his, uh, his, thick, his Hannibal Lecter esque thing. <laughs> pretty well, lower pretty scale, much, right? <laughs> yeah, so good. Joe, why do you? I love it for movie? pretty much all the reasons you said, but. It's a, it's a con man doing his thing. The crafty lawman's one step behind. It's a great movie premise. And the fact that it's based on yeah. the true story makes it even more interesting. It's like not a well-known story. Yeah, yeah definitely not. Came out. And I, you appreciate those movies a little bit more. You're like, wow, this really happened? How come I have never heard of this? And boom, there you Now go. everyone's heard of it. Yeah. yeah. Did anybody watch the Very show true. White Collar? Uh, a couple episodes I've seen. Yeah, White Collar is very, very similar to Catch Me If You Can. It's like they took the Catch Me If You Can story and, like, applied it to that TV show. Very, very similar. All right. It's like all the stories with the computer hackers. They're just like, you can work for us. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a thing on Criminal Minds. Yeah. <laughs> that's on in my house I'm right sorry. now. <laughs> there it is. We we finally, me, me and the wife finally finished it. Finally. I think we're on rewatch number 19. If I could, uh, <laughs> how to put a number on it. It seems to always be on in my household. It's so many, so many anyway. seasons. Uh, my number three, my number three is the green mile. That's a table. Table. That's a table. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a bubble. All right. Uh, which leads us to Joe. You're number two. My number two toy story three. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
We can. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely between yeah, yeah. that. It was between Toy Story one and three. Like that, it was. It was That's why I needed a ruling before. I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, how we I, I was. No, no, I was, I was, I was fine doing it either way. If we wanted to just wait and talk about Toy Story in one shot at the end, that would have been fine for me. Fair but enough. Tell me, tell me why Toy Story three is better than Toy Story. Toy 1. Story three is almost a perfect movie. Mm. It's it's got everything to it. It's got the whole gang that we've grown, gotten to know and love throughout the first two Toy Story movies. It tells a story of Andy maturing, and they have to deal with their new place in the world, and then it ends up being like. A great escape movie too. It's it, the last fifteen minutes of this movie are just tears for me every time for different reasons. Some happy, some sad. The whole gauntlet of emotions. I don't know what else I could say about Toy Story three, other than that if you haven't seen it, shame on you. But you have to watch the first two <laughs> Toy Stories first, otherwise it won't have the same impact. Yes. Yeah, the, the, those those last five minutes are bre- will will break it so break much. Your heart. If well, I'm gonna, well. and then if I'm gonna cry during a animated movie, it's usually a Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. I remember yep. watching sure. Toy Story three in theaters, and I wouldn't say I was crying. I was doing the like hit inconsolable. Yep. Some would say if you have a, I would say if you have a good head on your shoulders, that you recognize Toy Story three as the perfect conclusion. Yes, Toy Story movie. If you're not some executive trying to get more millions of dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I agree. I, I remember having a conversation with a buddy of mine around the time Toy Story 4 came out, and he was livid. He was actively mad. He was like, they did it. They're ruining the e- the perfect ending to my favorite movie. Friend. Like, he, this dude loves Toy Story. He was like, they fucking they did it. He, he cursed a lot. He was very angry. <laughs> I about, agree with him. Oh, yeah. He was like, why would they why would they do this? I, I, I like I won't go see it. He won't he he to this day has not seen Toy Story Four. He's like I won't he's do it. He's not missing that much. No, he's not. He's definitely not. But like he's got a and he's got a fair point. Like why would I go and ruin the imagery I have at the end of that? Like it was it was a it was a beautiful ending. Top five movie sequels that shouldn't have been made. There's a podcast episode yeah. for you. Yeah, that, that's a good one. A it's, one. And four on its own yeah. is again, it's Pixar. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, the thing that's wrong with it is it came after three. Yes. That, that that's really it. It's, if there was no Toy Story movie. three, then I think, sure. I still find yeah. it to be by far mo- the most mediocre Toy Story well, yeah. movie there is. Yeah, are we all in agreement three, one, two, four when it comes that's to Toy my Story? Scale. That's my order. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, although it's not as like spread out as other movies. Like I no. I love two as well. Yeah, too. I just, I just didn't. I like love the, the Star Wars, um, Jesse, the Star Wars like, uh, nods. Pete. I love the toy uh, barn like jokes with toys breaking yeah. out of their boxes. Oh, that, that, that's great! Going mm-hmm. to a toy store was like that. The, that was the logical landing good. point, yeah. right? Hundred percent more so, Zerg. Very good. <laughs> it's true. That was a video game too, right? Uh, like isn't there I think a Buzz Lightyear more game? recent than like, than like you think? Yeah. 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 No. I, yeah. I think it was like for like not a next gen mm-hmm. at the time. <laughs> not, not certainly yeah, yeah. not next gen now. But it's a fun. Yeah. It's a fun game at Disney. Okay. Oh, the the shooting yeah, game. Yeah, the little shooting game. Yeah, it was sick. It's a, it's a fun yeah. game. It's a fun ride. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a two for me because it's a huge ensemble movie, and otherwise it would have been a one because Toy Story three is amazing. I'm curious. It was what to do. You, you know, know what it is. is but... Yep. Yes. Do I? Yep. You're about to hear it. 
been a little while. Oh, <laughs> we got a little bit of time. Uh, Mitch, you're number two. You ready to table, Joe? I am. The Green Mile. Retable. Oh, yeah, I do know what it is. Wow, okay. Huh. Okay, so this kind of... All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> Mystery's gone. Matt, you're number two. Apollo 13. Mm. Nice. Okay. Okay. Definitely, definitely... D- Top ten. Respect, one of the that. Movie- Respect yeah. that choice. One of one of the movies that when I like wrote down my list and it didn't make my final cut, I was like, I don't know where I put this, but it should absolutely make a top five. I'm Matt, glad that it made one. You made seem one. to really appreciate a true story based on a true story. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's that's kind of like my go-to here, um, except for my number one. But uh, Apollo 13. I remember seeing this in theaters. I think it came out in 95, 96. I, I I didn't look it up, but um, I was the annoying little kid in the theater because my dad said we're going to the movies. Cool, what are we seeing? Apollo 13. What's that? And he told me about the space race between the Russians and the United States. And, and every, He told me like the whole backstory with that and the entire time during the movie, I'm like, is that the Russians? And he's like, there's no Russians. Why do you keep asking me about <laughs> He told me about the Russians. <laughs> Russians. <laughs> exactly. But like, I didn't know anything about it as like the, the actual story behind it, like as a little kid. So I'm like, all right, cool. We're going to the moon. Whoa, whoa. We're not going to the moon. But these guys are going to die. Like, like, like this is all the, the, the gauntlet of emotions running through a little eight year old kid watching this movie. And then like, I love how they refer to the mission as a successful failure. Like, okay, we didn't land. But we brought them yeah. back alive, and like it's a true testament to engineering. Like so my, my favorite scene in the movie, Tom Hanks isn't even in, but um, it's when the engineers all get into the room saying, "Okay, guys, we have to fit this cube into this tube, and we have this to work with." And they're all playing around trying to figure it out, and they and they come to a conclusion, and it fixes the oxygen levels. Because that if you don't know the story of Apollo 13, the mission was to go to the moon, and. Uh, a malfunction happened and the um they were not only were they not going to land on the moon they were running out of oxygen so they're all going to die in space and that was like the country was convinced this was going to happen and there was a quick fix between the crew on earth and then the and the and the three-man crew in the um in the in the space capsule and uh tom hanks plays uh, astronaut jim lovell and uh he's with kevin bacon and Oh, here we go. Gary Sinise is the um, one that stays home, right? Yes. Gary Sinise is the one that stays home, but it's... Oh, I always confuse the two of them. Why am I blanking on the name? Help I'm working here, on guys. it. <laughs> he recently passed away. And he's not the president of Independence Day. That's the different Bill guy. Paxton. But he has a... Bill Paxton. <laughs> Bill Paxton. Yep. Not Pullman, Paxton. Okay. Yes, they're the three-man crew. They have great chemistry throughout. Kevin Bacon's kind of like the replacement astronaut for Gary Sinise because they feel uh, Gary Sinise has, has the measles and he can't go up into space because he, he'll get everyone else sick. So they don't really trust Kevin Bacon in there, but he's the one that figures out, hey, we're going to run out of air. And they're like, how do you know that? He's like, because I can add. <laughs> and, he, and he goes all, like, all the way through it. It's directed by Ron Howard. And like, there's a true like level of like a fear you get like as an audience member watching this movie. And even though like, Probably 90% of the people know the, the conclusion of the movie. That's like the mark of a great movie based on a true story. You know it's going to happen, but it's still exciting and captivating. I would bet that 8-year-old anyway. Matt did so. not know what was going to happen. 
No, I did not. Because they do this thing where, like, okay, the capsules should re-enter the atmosphere now, and it doesn't. And you're like, what happened? But they told me. <laughs> and it's showing like, it's showing like all the characters' reaction, like watching on these monitors, and like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And then the new cast is like, uh, okay, there it is. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> Ed Harris is great in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yes, man. he He's... plays um, uh, Gene Kranz. Gene Kranz, the yep, flight director. Yep. He's yeah, he has the best line in the movie too, where. Uh, as the capsules re-entering the atmosphere, like there was a, a legit fear, it would skip off the Earth's atmosphere and go hurtling into space, and that would that would be it. And then somebody whispers behind him, like this is going to be the greatest disaster in NASA history. And he hears it, and he turns around and goes, "No, it's going to be our finest hour." And you're like, "Yeah, Gene Kranz." Tell him. <laughs> uh, so good. Going back to the scene that you referenced earlier, I think my fi- like it, it is definitely one of my favorite moments in the movie as well and i think it's the way that they get like we get introduced to the scene in the movie that does it for me they just like a dude walks in with a box that looks like a box of like just spare parts and junk it is dumps it on the table like this is what they got out there good luck and like walks away i'm like that's what's up like that was such a cool way to introduce like they could have like had everything laid out already and brought the engineers in and like this is what they have nope dumping a box here it is Engineers are weird people too. I work with a ton of engineers, like like in, in my in my career, mm-hmm. and like you tell them a joke, they laugh about it next week. They have such <laughs> like an analytical mind that they'll finally think about what you said, and then like they'll actually laugh next week. It's not a knock on engineers, but but, but it's like it, they are so like constantly in thought, and like if you dump a bunch of crap in front of engineers and make something out of this, they, they would have a ball doing it. And like the pressure was so on them to, to, to make this happen. And they, they freaking do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a, it, Apollo 13 is again, like going back to like, I, we talked about it a bunch of the last couple of weeks, like movies that I am excited to show in my classroom. If I ever teach us history, like this is, it, it, it not only is it based on a true story, there's, I, and I, I haven't done the research, so don't quote me on this, but there's not enough Hollywood in this movie to, like, make me apprehensive about showing it. Like, a lot of times when you, like, look at history movies, like, you have to, like, ask yourself, is it Hollywood or history? Like, with Apollo 13, it's, like, it's such a straightforward story. Like, what you, like, the the story that they're telling, yes, they build up all this drama and all the suspense, and it's beautiful, but there's not enough there for them to like be like, oh no, that's Hollywood. Like the keynotes that you need to hit: spaceship goes up, spaceship breaks, spaceship whips around moon, spaceship comes home. Done. And they tell that story with so much suspense and drama that it's like, I, like it, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. On a separate note, if you like the show The Wonder Years, one of my favorite episodes um, deals with Apollo 13 in a pretty like unique way. Like it's not the focal point of the story, but it's constantly being played on like news clips in the background on the radio. You're hearing updates about the mission, and the main focal point of that story is it's tax season kevin's dad's like an angry guy and like he has to do the taxes and it's kevin's mother's responsibility to keep the tax receipts and she loses them and she tells kevin she lost the tax receipts so kevin is convinced his dad is going to kill his mom and you like you see the mom like worried all the time and he thinks it's about the tax receipts she goes to church and lights a candle and prays and kevin's following her around going like oh my god my dad's really going to kill my mom over these 
freaking tax receipts. And then like at the end, like everything's fine. And then you overhear um, the dad going, oh, what'd you do today? She's like, oh, I, I lit a candle for those poor a astronauts. And then the show concludes with them, like, successfully landing, like, back back in Earth. Like, it's such a creative way of, like, telling a story. Mm. Like, that, it's Wonder Years, is, like, obviously it's a fictional thing, but real things are happening, like, in Kevin's life. And it's, like, it's like a great tie-in. So, great episode if you like that show. Sure. Yeah. Not that kind of podcast, though. Corey, what's your number two? Now, my number two was a table from earlier, Castaway. Table it. Table yeah. it. Oh, Table wow, okay. it. Nobody had my number no. one. Your, your number one is the only mystery to me, so I can't wait to find out what it is. This is... Okay. What? I'm so oh, excited about it, what just happened. You're, this is amazing. Anybody uh, who doesn't have Castaway's number one is wrong. I mean... Well, <laughs> that's my top, 75% that's my top of level. us are wrong. Yeah. Whoops. Oh, I know. All right, Big I know surprise. Number one for sure. Lord yeah, of the Rings haters. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Joe, you're number one. My number one, the Green Mile. So good. Let's talk, Let's talk about, about it. it. It's the last possible time. This is wild. <laughs> What's up? Okay. I said this is oh, wild. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually watched it for this. I have never seen the Green Mile before. The mm. runtime was always a little daunting for me. Yes. But well worth the wait. Well worth the watch. Yeah, well worth, well the watch, worth the time. But, so yeah, it's a uh, man. Tom Hanks, it's not his best role. He's very good in it. I, this movie is made by Michael Clark Duncan, who's acting out of his mind. And I don't like focusing on villains, but Percy is one Sam of the Rockwell. worst. Oh well, my Percy gosh, is the yeah. worst villain in <laughs> this movie to okay, me. Yes, okay, yes. He's a scumbag yes, okay. human being. Like, he's for up sure. there with Nurse, Nurse Ratched from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest yeah. for me. <laughs> Absolutely. I hate them both. Okay. I mean, obviously, Sam Rockwell... Fair also, always worrying me about the role selection. <laughs> bad dude. Yeah, I know. I know. His whole career. He's so good so at well, playing a bad person. Plays him so well. Yeah. I like to see him play a good person, but that's not what we're talking about. The Green Mile, I didn't expect in the beginning for there to be a supernatural element tie-in with this. Like, obviously, I knew when I turned it on it did, but if when... I think it was like... It takes a while. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I remember my first viewing. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, I knew going in, but I think, like, ten years ago, my uncle was like, do you want to watch The Green Mile? I was like, no thanks. <laughs> I hear it's long. And I had no idea there was... Uh, I don't know what to call Michael Klunkdurkin in it, but, uh, yeah, John Coffey, an incredible mean, movie character. JC, J I think his name, his initials are JC for a reason, guys. That's, that's, that's I just made is. that yeah. connection. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but yeah, that's the subtlety of Stephen King. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he does. He he. Michael Clark Duncan does tend to take naps in this movie, so bring it yeah. all back, baby. What a that's a joke what a that good no joke one's going to get. Our listeners have no yeah. idea. Nobody's going to get that one. <laughs> Jesus took naps. That's yes. what Corey is referring to. That's what that's what yes. someone's shirt says. It's Mitch's. <laughs> Mitch's shirt literally okay. says. Now you now you're caught up. Now it's less funny, Joe. Joe, did you watch like the theatrical cut? Like you didn't watch this like on TV? Yeah, yeah, no, right? I, I rented like, the, the official version. So the the non wedding of the sponge scene. They foreshadow that perfectly. That is Chekhov's gun when they're explaining it. I knew that that was gonna happen, and I was like, oh yeah. god, that scene. That scene's rough. Yeah. That yes, scene is. That scene's long. That that yeah. scene isn't just like it's hauntingly tough. long. It, Very yes. long. It longs. It like it lingers. Mm -hmm. Like they, I, they let it, they let that scene breathe and happen. And it's like, shut it off. We can't, yeah. he's not dead. If Tom yet. Hanks just oh, half goodness. a second earlier. You also them yep. not to flip the switch. 
Yep, there's no there's no water droplets. Tom yeah, Hanks knows his job, like a right? A little too long to put it together, but oh, that's 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 tough. Good cast. Great cast. Yeah. Peppers in this as all as well. Um, yeah, it's uh, I I I bubbled it. Um, not one I'm gonna sit down and put on. Two reasons. Fair. Uh, some of the scenes, some of the scenes are a little rough, and and it's, it's it is really, really long. long. It's really long. And it's uh, it's it's it, it, it's not a quick. It's over three hours, right? Yeah, it's so three ten or something like that. That sounds right. Three ten sounds right. It doesn't like run through like like Endgame is a really quick three hours for me. There's not a lot going on to like get me through the three hours. So if it's on TV, I can I'll catch it from a certain part and, and watch the majority of it. But I'm not gonna sit down and pop it in the Blu-ray player and be like, all right, I'm in this for the long haul here. So. For that Fair reason, enough. I, I love. I, thought it. Was a I think if quick I had a top five movie list, all of you guys would say those movies are all too long. <laughs> okay. Well, we know what we mean, know what three nothing. of them are. So yeah, <laughs> I count I mean, those all as one. That's a really long movie. Then. That's a lo- that's the longest. <laughs> that's movie. a nine-hour movie. Can't take up three spots in a top five list. I mean, possibly good. <laughs> uh, good pick. Thank though, you. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Yeah, I love that movie. I'm Corey and. Mitch, <laughs> yeah, it's it's there. There's a lot in this movie visually. I going back to what Mitch was saying earlier is like these movies being poetry, these movies yes. being art. This movie, this movie does that visually a lot too. So on top of like the incredible acting performances, on top of letting scenes breathe and linger, especially when it's uncomfortable and you don't want it to. They also do a lot of a lot of work with lights and color, like the lighting and the coloring of things, and it's like that adds a, adds an extra like layer to this movie, like a complexity to this movie that's like honestly gorgeous. Like it, it's it's just pretty to watch. You could turn this movie on mute and just watch it visually and still enjoy yourself, which I think is again it's it's another testament to like really good filmmaking. Like, it's easy to say that, like, you could do that with, like, an action film, right? Because it's action, there's a lot of stuff happening, and, like, cool. But when a movie that's a drama, like, The Green Mile, you can still do that, too, that's that's saying something. Yeah, because those are usually built on dialogue, but this one, exactly. this one you could get away without. Yeah, the poetic, like, contrast between life and death in this movie. Death Row, obviously, but, like, prolonged life of certain characters, and... All, all of that, um, the you, even though it takes 45, 50 minutes, like that 45, 50 minutes, you, if it said based on a true story, you'd believe it up until a certain point, right? Yeah, um, sure. And you could, you could certainly end this movie uh, watching it with somebody and have a really good conversation about some pretty serious topics based off of this movie. Absolutely. Even though it's fictional. Mm-hmm. Mitch, this is this is a we're stuck in traffic on the LE as I pick you up from LaGuardia Absolutely topic. Is. This is a hundred percent something that we would we would talk about in the yeah. car. Absolutely. And that ending. Oh For- my god. The, the fact that there's not a dry eye in the fictional character room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's 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 amazing. Green Mile's great. That's my number one. Let's move on. <laughs> Just okay. real quick too, it's a Steve, Stephen King adaptation that takes place in a prison. Mm-hmm. Much like Shawshank Redemption. Much like Shawshank Redemption. 
same director, same director. Yeah. Darabont. Yep. yep, Frank Darabont did both. And Tom Hanks was the original choice to play Andy mm-hmm. Dufresne in Shawshank Redemption, and I think that would have made a movie a little bit better. I'm not going to disagree with you. Yeah, I'm not gonna it's an amazing movie. It's a 10 out of 10 movie, yeah. but it might have been yes. an 11. <laughs> yeah, but, up to yeah 11. But, but, but a movie that we're, we're going to be talking about here shortly wouldn't have happened if that was the case. So, I don't true. know. Yeah, very true. Or it would have been worse. So, it would have been, been a blessing. Uh, <laughs> I got here. I don't hate this movie. I'm just, I'm just letting you guys know. <laughs> uh, that would bring us to Mitch's number one, Castaway. Which is Castaway. I love Castaway so much. We're talking poetry. This movie is poetry. We're talking about great filmmaking. Like I, I understand why not everybody loves this movie, but to me. How did they make a movie where you have one actor playing opposite of a volleyball for half of the movie, more than half of the movie, and to me this movie is still captivating every single second? Uh, That is what makes this movie. Yeah. This so high on my list. And frankly, it was legitimately, like, I I was... I did have to question myself when I put it at two. Yeah. Admittedly. It, it could have been my number one. Um, it is... It, the fact that he, Tom Hanks, can act for 45 minutes with nothing more than some women's figure skates and a volleyball is stunning. That's longer than that. <laughs> it is. You're right. You're absolutely right. I, I am blown away every time I watch this movie about how good he is by himself. Although I did, I don't know how I missed it when I was younger. And I don't know if I was like watching a director's cut or something, but like he finds a dead body, like right after he like shows up on the Island. I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I have no recollection of that up until watching it this week. No, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's no director's cut of this movie. It's just it is as is. It, it just is what yeah, it is. So it just uh, it's, a, it's like a relatively quick memory. scene. So yeah, you probably just forgot about yeah. it. I, yeah, I must have. But you're right, Corey. Like, I mean, it's it's kind of come up a lot during this episode. But like Tom Hanks's commitment to his role. Like, I I, I don't know another movie that compares to Castaway in that because this is one. Of, like, this was now now we have with superhero movies like. We see this like willingness from so many actors to go and change change their actual physical bodies for a role constantly. Now um, we're not getting the like guys in like rubber suits with muscles anymore. But like Tom Hanks like stepped away for a year to change like his entire like makeup of his body, including like that beard and hair is like real. Uh, that we get that like three year jump in the story. Uh, for and to me, like it shows such commitment. It's commitment on the the director and the filmmakers. Like so many of the elements of this movie that you go, that's so brilliant. Like the volleyball, like was all from like an experiment. Like that some of the filmmakers went out and they tried to survive for a couple of days. And like all these things that Tom Hanks deals with, it's like they're things that they dealt with in the preparation of this movie. Tom Hanks's idea for a movie. Also, like he came up with this original idea um, and uh, apparently from what I was reading, it was set up to be a comedy. I'm so glad they didn't go that route. Oh, that's uh, this. This was is such an amazing movie. Um, 
And this is honestly my, I, I probably won't be on this episode of your guys, but this would be my number one greatest love story movie of all time. I him him and Wilson? Oh no, the um him and Helen him Hunt. and his fiance. Yeah, it that scene at the end. It doesn't matter how many times I see this movie, and I've seen it a lot. I'm bawling at that scene. They 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 are so in love. They make the right choices, and it is it is just heart wrenching uh, to watch them make the choices that they make. I love this movie. And the, the, the mystery of it. What's in the package? We still don't know. Does he, does he, at the end of the movie, does he turn around and go after the girl? We don't know. It's... I hope so. I love it. That's <laughs> one, of the, one of the only things... So, like, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of, of symbolism in this movie. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of uh, what I would argue is, like, good, subtle symbolism in this movie throughout the course of it. Until the actual very last moment, when they just, like, slap you in the face... With like the symbolism of him literally being at a crossroads, and I'm like, "All right, guys, you have been beautiful and subtle this entire time, and you're just gonna put his ass at a crossroads and be like, I bet he's at a crossroads now." I'm like, "Come on, you guys can do better than that." I love it. I will <laughs> say, however, I I fully agree with you. The fact that the the studio, the directors, the the cast, the crew, the fact that they were willing to walk away from this movie for a year to let Tom Hanks do what he had to do to look like that is awesome. Like you hear stories of actors doing it. Christian Bale does up, down, left, right with his body type all of the time, but it's never in the middle of a movie. You know what I mean? Like he'll lose 78 pounds to be like a meth addict for, for a role, but he'll do that in preparation for the role. And then he's there for that, that right. He's never jacked like Batman taking a year off gaining 60 pounds and coming back and to look like Dick Cheney. Like that's not, that's not something that he does. The fact that they were willing to stop, let it happen and then start again. And the commitment at that point to be like, you have no choice. Like if it's too hard for you, sucks to suck. You've already decided to put this movie on hold now. So like, like it's, it's yeah, it's, it's a wonderful film. It's, it's again, shows the commitment to the craft and again, he acted with himself. Like that's, he did. that's it's hard to carry a movie solo. It really is. <laughs> I don't know from personal experience, but I imagine it's hard to carry a movie. I mean, I, I would say that with the like, regardless of our level of experience, the fact that you don't see many movies that are one man shows tells you everything you need to know about how easy it yeah. is or isn't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was the last cut for me. Um, it, it's the top of my bubble list. Um, I, I, I adore this movie. It's the second most downloaded movie during the pandemic. Contagion <laughs> being the first. Um, I watch it during the interesting. pandemic. Uh, <laughs> we make weird choices as a society, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess, right? I know. Anyway, um, one of my favorite aspects of this movie is you don't get the score of the movie until after the ship arrives and crashes into the raft almost when he's like, attempting his like rescue mission that was a great touch by the filmmakers and you don't really don't notice that until like your second or third time watching it if you notice it right away good for you i did not or or you know right now when you're podcasting about it there's no score to this movie until he gets rescued yeah it's there's one theme yeah and and i remember being like oh i love that soundtrack it's like just one Mm -hmm. it's one theme but it's like intentionally that way Mm mm-hmm 
I don't think I ever, I don't, I definitely did not notice that until just now. It's a cool thing. And the reason it's my last cut, and I, I mentioned this during the Brad Pitt 7 argument, is, okay, I get it. The volleyball is the only thing he's talking to for three years. I get that. And he's terribly heartbroken that Wilson kind of like floats away. But like, him, it's a serious movie, but him screaming Wilson became a gif and a meme. And it's like, ah, I just wish it toned down just a little bit more so it's not like... Like like a thing it's a lot. after yeah. the fact. Oh, I, I love it, it. and I <laughs> cried during you know that part too. <laughs> but he had <laughs> Which just got done like diving and like being all athletic in like the ocean trying to catch food. Mm-hmm. Tell me he couldn't swim out like the twenty feet to get the ball and go back. I think it it, yeah. like he was dying. I was he's, like, Come he's, on. Ex- he's exhausted he's at that point. If, if he leaves that, that far. If he leaves that raft, he ain't coming mm-hmm. back. That would have been an interesting ending, man. He dies for Wilson. I think but, it, uh... he realizes that, <laughs> like he he's he's trying to get the thing that kept him sane all these years, right? And yet he, in the back of his mind, realizes it's not worth it. It's a volleyball. It was also Helen Hunt and not Wilson that kept him sane all those years. Was it though? I mean, did you see his his cave drawing, Corey? I've heard that no, one I, before. I, I know it's it's some Wilson. But like Joe, remember we were playing bar trivia and it was the movie round mm-hmm. and they gave the FedEx clue. What did some idiot yell at yell at the back of the bar? Wilson and gave it away to yep. everybody. Like that's like the thing. When you mention castaway, somebody's gonna yell Wilson out. And it's like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> it's, <sighs> yeah. It's a f- doesn't take away, doesn't add it's the reason I'm leaving it off my top yeah. five list. It's at four for me for two reasons. Number one, FedEx product placement. Really hard to get over in the beginning. I wonder yeah, how much money they gave to production. No, they didn't. <laughs> really? They, really? The movies, they they didn't. They asked FedEx if they could do it. FedEx said, sure. I'm really surprised. Um, which could have went the opposite way because it, like it's about a plane going down from FedEx. It was not, FedEx did not pay them. Robert Zemeckis decided he wanted to go with FedEx. They said, okay. And it turned out to be really great for FedEx. I think their sure. their higher rate went up like 30% like after the movie. Like it, But it could have gone the other way, right? You could have watched yeah, yeah. it and been like, I don't I'm want to work for, for FedEx. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's not product placement. I'm surprised to hear that. And then the other thing like- is just the ending. The ending is very unsatisfying to me. I know, and in some way it has to be, I don't know how to write a better ending to this movie. I'm just watching it. Like, but why did I watch the, this for? <laughs> it- I can see people shutting it off when, when he gets rescued. And like, okay. Because it's tough. It's, I wouldn't call it unsatisfying, but it is kind of tough, right? Like, I feel like it's the logical conclusion for the characters, sure. though. Like, I, I, I get have, that part, but it doesn't mean I have to it. like it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and like you know, if you don't, if you don't feel like watching at that point, he gets rescued. Mm-hmm. Cool, good enough for yep. me. Right. Still this is four. why I would say that all so many of these movies are art when it comes down to it. Because yeah. I mean, the four out of my five, um, I feel like are like up and down depending on who you're talking to. And to me, like the best kind of art is polarizing to some degree. Um, and all of these movies are certainly that. Sure. The whale thing's always confused me. I love the whale thing. I yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. I I I, I didn't get it until somebody told me about it. I was like, oh, okay then. And then I like moved on with my life. Um. 
I don't know how I feel about after he gets picked up. I feel like when I watch it, it depends on my mood. There are sometimes I watch his movie and once he gets rescued, I turn it off. That speech he gives to his friend at the end, I think that, is my yeah. favorite movie speech of all time. And wow. that's really tough for me to say because you guys won't uh, appreciate this because you're a bunch of Philistines. But what are the uh, rings Sam Gamgee's uh, Two Towers end of the movie speech is like mwah, so frigging good. Um, I like that speech. But this one beats it for me, I think. Yeah, like, this I like is, Two Towers a yeah, lot. Yeah, Two Towers is the best one. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying the Lord of the Rings are bad. No, no, no. it is. I <laughs> uh, I I think that that's a great point, though, Mitch. Like, it, I I I have been known to turn this movie off after it gets rescued, but that that monologue, I guess, for lack of better terms, is mm-hmm. unbelievable. And and like I said, like at, at the top, like when you gave that, I got chilled. I was like, ooh. Chills talking about this stuff. <laughs> You're welcome for not reading the whole thing, though. <laughs> yeah, you got the part that I think matters <laughs> out of the speech. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, all right. Any last comments on Castaway? I'm good. Before we go to a movie that I, I clearly must have missed something because it is sequel. Uh, Matt's number one. Uh, it's a dollar. That's been a while. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I think I think Mitch slipped up recently, and it, it got it in my head. Mitch? I don't think he did. I think Mitch has been careful. I guess we'll go back and find out later. <laughs> Play back the tape. Play it back. Uh, Matt, your number one movie is? A little film called Big. Okay, yeah. This makes perfect sense. <laughs> okay. Big is my best Tom Hanks performance. Going for the base on a true be. story again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's Tom Hanks is playing a is a thirty year old guy playing a twelve year old kid, and he does it perfectly. Like the story is far fetched; it's it's fantasy, right? And he it's a kid. He makes a wish that he wants to be big, and he just wakes up one morning. He's Tom Hanks, and uh, it's the way it's handled, the the way he interacts and like infiltrates society. Like he gets an apartment, he gets a job, he can only tell his best friend because his best friend's really the only one that's going to believe him like he tries telling his mother his mother thinks he's a crazy person right so and it's like he gets it's a kid becoming an adult overnight getting a job at a toy company which is awesome to begin with and he's like really good at his job right he has that kid like wonder that like the boss appreciates and he's able to like move up the corporate ladder and he has no idea what he's doing and he's still behaving like a kid the entire time and the physical acting he's doing in this is other than castaway probably the most impressive in a tom uh hanks movie he again he's a 30 year old guy running around like a 12 year old kid he plays paddle ball with, with a guy and he's it's a really competitive scene and he's just like a kid trying to follow the rules and the guy's cheating a little bit and they want he doesn't want to give him the ball back which is what a little kid would do and they want to wind up getting into a fight over it there's that awesome scene with the piano that everybody like like rips off that's the most iconic moment like from the movie and he becomes like corporate at the end like his best friend is trying to like find that zoltar machine so he can undo the wish so to speak and like become a kid again and tom hanks kind of doesn't want to at that point he's like no i'm i'm doing this i've i'm i'm successful at it i i'm ready to be to be an adult and his best friend is crushed and tom hanks has to make a decision at that point there's this he's 
dating somebody, right? He's a 12-year-old kid dating an adult an adult woman who has no idea what's going on. And like there's there's an implied sex scene in it, but they they add humor to it. Like she turns the light off and he turns it on. <laughs> he wants to see <laughs> He wants to see what's going yeah. on. And it's like, as an audience member, you're like kind of conflicted, like in the back of your head, like, oh, this is kind of wrong. But then he turns the light back on and it like breaks the tension. Like, okay, <laughs> they're, they're going to make this funny. And they, they don't go into it explicitly that they go away from it. But um, I don't know. I just, this movie is so impressive to me. I think he's the only guy at that time that could have done it and make it as like convincing, like as it is when this topic was announced, the first one I wrote down. And ironically, I have like seven movies downstairs, all with big in the title. Like I was like reading through them last night. I'm like, wow, there's so many bigs. But uh, I hope they never remake this. I just I just wanted to stand true. I feel it's a great candidate for a remake, though. Like I'm kind of surprised they haven't done it already. They'll get to it. They, Don't worry. They go the opposite way a lot, right? Where they make like the adult become like a kid again. Mm-hmm. But I feel that the the other way like works like so much better. And uh, it's a it's a quotable movie. Like the the um handshake rap that him and his friend do exactly right when they're in the diner looking for jobs he, they're eating ice cream and he puts a cherry on his tongue he's going, blah, 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 and like adults are looking at him they're like dude job stop this group but he's he sleeping like, no in the top idea. bunk bed and <laughs> yeah exactly his mom he, screams when she sees him he, he gets to pay his first paycheck and he goes, $187. And his coworker's like, ah, yeah, the pay stinks, right? And he's like, the most money he's ever seen in his life. And he goes to cash it at the bank. She's like, how do you want it? So they like have a conference. And he's like, 150 or 20 or 10. And he's, he's rattling off this thing. And at the end, he goes, uh, 87 ones. And the bank teller's like, okay. And she starts counting it out. Like, it's, it's, uh, it's the, the comedy in this is so good. I absolutely love Big. Love it. So good. It was one of my many I- bubbles. Yeah, no, it could definitely be a bubble movie. Uh, this going back and watching Big as an adult, one, I'm like, man, how cool would it be to be like to be able to act like a 13 year old kid and work at like a product, be like an adult product tester at a toy store or toy company. Uh, but also, one, I think like at least for me, a joke I definitely didn't appreciate as a kid and appreciate more now and makes like brings up like all of these questions is when he's going for the interview and he's like, Oh, you're missing a number from, from your social security number. And she's like, uh, seven. Twelve. Yeah. Then, two well, yeah. Twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He like, whatever the number is. And she's like, what? yeah, <laughs> they just never check. They just never bother to check his social security. Oh yeah. He fills it, Let it go. right away. And then like, he goes, um, Where'd you go to school? Like he's reading, he goes, uh, it's called George Washington. He goes, oh, GW. Did you pledge? He goes, oh, yes, every morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. That's another so, one. I... So good. And then um, when he leaves, like, the, the fancy party, oh, that's a great scene, too, where he shows up. He's wearing, like, a flamboyant tuxedo, and everyone's, like, kind of laughing at him. He's looking around, like, who they're laughing at. Yeah. As if you're a little kid and you had to pick a tuxedo, <laughs> that's exactly what you would pick. And he's eating the food, and he's kind of spitting it out. And they have, like, those little ears of corn. Little baby corn, yep. He's eating it as, like, an ear of corn. And then he leaves the party with that that woman. And she goes, "Um, uh, I mean, I don't know if we want to progress with this relationship. Like, I guess I'll sleep over. And he goes, all right, cool. I get to be on top. And he's referring to bunk beds. She doesn't know that. (laughs) I I love it, man. It's it's so good. It's a very creative concept. And they they nailed it. Knocked it out of the park. I think it's a Penny Marshall movie also. Pretty sure. Good it up now. It is Penny Marshall. Very good. Hmm. 
Yeah, big baby. Fantastic movie. That's it. All Take right. us home Last to Alabama, movie. Corey. Uh, let's 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 talk about it. Let's talk about what uh, I certainly consider the best Tom Hanks movie and potentially my favorite movie of all time. I I don't know. I think so. Uh, and it's Forrest Gump. I uh, God, I'll never I'll never not watch this movie. And I, even if I don't watch it in 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 its in its entirety from start to finish, I can turn on this movie at any point in time and. And watch that arc, right? Like, watch whatever's happening, whatever whatever moment, whatever story he's telling in that moment. I can at least watch that and be perfectly happy. Um, the fact that we, we have this narrator who is ambivalent to the world around him. Like, say say what you will about his his mental capacity and whether or not he has this this mental disease or this mental disease. The fact that what it causes him to be is ambivalent and like a apolitical, so to speak, in a world that is incredibly polarizing and political is awesome to me. Um, somebody mentioned earlier that Tom Hanks doesn't do accents very well. <laughs> no, and the. Mo- and I've been I've been thinking about that since the moment that happened because my favorite movie is Tom Hanks with an accent, and you know what? You're right. It's not particularly good, is it? Not really. No. It's not a particularly good <laughs> accent. Uh, I don't care. Okay. I don't care how bad how bad his Alabama accent is. I I'll never not. This is another one of those movies where like one in one scene I I don't cry as much as I used to cry during it, but I definitely like get choked up and weep a little bit, and it's. That that scene when he's talking to to Jenny's grave, talking to Jenny at her yep. grave, like passed away on a mm. Tuesday, and then like he's like summarizing all of the different philosophies that he's learned throughout his life because it's pretty much the end of the movie. He's like, I don't know if we're all floating around accidental like on a breeze or, uh, and I think then he says something about Lieutenant Dan, and I'm like, oh my, like he's trying to keep himself together. And raise a kid he found out about a couple of weeks ago, it seems like. Like, we don't know how long it actually has been between when they get married and when she passes God, away. I hope it was longer than that. <laughs> Little Forrest Jr. doesn't exactly look like he no. aged any. No, he doesn't. So, I mean, there was no cure for AIDS and there was no um, treatment for AIDS at the time so if you if you were diagnosed with it you were you didn't last all that long um and I think that's one of the things too about that movie is like when you get the glimpses of other people outside of their time with Forrest it's like it's always interesting to see how they act outside outside of the times that they're with him like the Jenny scenes when Jenny's not around far like there's like two or three scenes where like we see Jenny without Forrest. Very it's brief like, usually too. Very brief. Yeah, they're super, super brief. Every one of them is super brief, but they're not the same person. Like it's like whatever whoever Forrest Gump is, he either people change because they they want to be better around him or he makes the people around him feel better. Like, I don't know what it is, but like, they're clearly not the same people when they're 
dealing with first specifically. Um, and I mean, I could go scene by scene and, and talk about how awesome it is, but like even Lieutenant Dan showing up for like the crap, like the crap, the Shrimp uh, crab thing. Are they boat? crabbing? Shrimp. Bubba gum. Wow, shrimp yes. boat. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Duh. Favorite movie. Uh, no, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It, I, for whatever reason, I thought crawfish for some reason. I was like, that's not right. Um, him, like, running off of the boat to swim and the boat crashing into the dock. That's my boat. <laughs> it's, they, they, they break up, they break up, like, the drama and the seriousness of this movie with, like, these really dumb things that happen. And they're so enjoyable. The boat crashing in, him just running up and down the field at Alabama, like it's, it's oh, I love this movie. I absolutely love this movie. Again, I would say like you brought up the brief scenes with Jenny too, and I would say again poetry because we're seeing this contrast of Jenny and Forrest. Forrest is like fall stumbles into this fantastic college career of football. Jenny, all she wants to do is be a folk singer. And she ends up performing at a strip club. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forrest is going to war and Jenny is a, a hippie protesting the war. And I think there's probably more parallels that you could draw from if you follow their... Uh, he, Jenny runs away from her problems. Forrest runs because for of purpose. Because of into them. Yeah, and because or of into problems. the problems, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, you know, they... The what's the the line is we were like peas and carrots again. Mm. Him and Jenny are peas and carrots, and it's like I I don't particularly like either of those two <laughs> foods, but I I assume that people eat them together, the right? Trees, yeah. But at least Forrest does. Yeah, yeah. So people eat them together, and but at the same time, if you look at peas and you look at carrots, they're two very different looking foods, right? So you have this juxtaposition between the most wholesome human being that has ever existed and a woman who's being tortured by her own demons throughout the course of this movie. And and the anchor that she finds is in forest and she can't, she can't bring herself to, to do that. And I understand from Jenny's perspective why she couldn't for most of the time, but it's it's kind of heartbreaking, and like when Forrest says, "like I may not be a smart man, but I know what love is," that's a that's a simple ass line that like really, really hits the heart of what this movie's about, right? Like people underestimate people underestimate Forrest because of how smart he may or may not be, and don't look at the things past that, right? You don't need to have an IQ of a hundred and whatever to understand what uh, how emotions make you feel beautiful simplicity to how he sees the world yes and yet kind of going off of that i think the the thing that hits me home the most in the movie is we never see like forrest grows up his mom is telling him don't let anybody look down on you um and we never see forrest um having any sort of moment of self-loathing or like feeling pity for himself and yet when Jenny says, this is your son, he like gets knocked back and like is speechless. And he asks her if he is smart. And it's this moment of recognition of Forrest going, my, I recognize that my life has been hard. 
and he doesn't want that for his son. And he, we've never seen him pity himself, but he doesn't want his son to have the same struggles as he has. And that, that the is the thing that, that hits line, me, though. man. Yeah. The rest of that line, though, because he doesn't just, he doesn't just stop at, is he smart? Is he, or is he like he me? He says, yeah. yes. So he, like, for the first time, like, you're absolutely yeah. right. For the first time in this whole movie, he's like, I get, I'm not, well, I guess it's the second time because he says I'm not a smart man earlier. He knows, movie, but like, yeah. but it doesn't. It never. But every other him. time, it's stupid is as stupid yeah, does. Yeah. Stupid People, is. are you stupid? Stupid, stupid is as stupid does. Yeah. Um. Another, I think, like uh, talking about beautiful imagery in a movie. So we've seen him like the the running the the running moments have happened, right? He's run across the country. However many times he's run across the country, and it's a it's a fun little quirky part in this whole movie, and it's. It's it's awesome. I love that stuff. And then you get to, I think I I'm pretty sure it's either right. I think it's right before Jenny proposes. He brings her breakfast, and he asks her something. She asks him something, and it goes back to like, whatever. I I, I can't remember the line specifically, but like it cuts to a bunch of different moments of his cross-country running that we just don't see we don't we only they only shot these moments for this scene and it's like the beautiful sunset like in the mountains with the lake and what it looked like over the desert and stuff like that like the fact that they had the wherewithal to be like oh we need we need these shots so that we can show them what Forrest is talking about and then of course the punchline being like I wish I was with you you were right because that's how yeah stupid is as stupid does whatever he he has like the emotional depth and wherewithal to be like Jenny's with me everywhere I go Jenny's been with him through the storm while he was literally on the boat called Jenny like yeah it's yeah I I can't talk enough about this movie so it's good it's the most iconic role for sure it's a great movie definitely five out of five Five Just five. like everything else on the list. <laughs> Six stones in a gauntlet, baby. I like the war scenes a lot. The, I, the army scenes, I should say, in this are pretty fantastic. Bubba's in the movie a lot less than I remember him being in the movie. Bubba? Yeah. I was like, damn. He says shrimp about eight million times, Corey, not crawfish or crabs. <laughs> Just got to throw that in there. Yeah. <laughs> Coconut shrimp, pepper shrimp, lemon shrimp. That, that's, about tired, right? some... <laughs> that's about it. That's about it. And then he goes and like continues to brush. Yeah, working with military people, though, there's a rivalry between sections of the military, Marines, Navy, Army, Air Force, right? They all make fun of each other constantly. And a big knock against servicemen in the Army is their intelligence level. And this movie does a little commentary on that. It, it, they don't make fun. They poke fun. I think there's a big difference there. But when he's in basic training and his... Drill sergeant goes, uh, Gump, what is your purpose in this army? And he just thinks for a minute, goes, to do whatever you tell me to do, drill sergeant. Damn, Gump, what an answer. You must have an IQ of 160. That's the best answer <laughs> I've ever heard. heard. You're going to be general a general someday. He's <laughs> like, Gump, why did you assemble this rifle so quickly? Because yeah. he told me to, <laughs> So, But, like, even that's the point, right? Like, everybody's called him stupid mm-hmm. his whole life. And it's like, 
but he's perfect for exactly. that type of role. No, like just like follows orders, follows instructions incredibly yeah. well. Yeah, yes. follows instructions. Yeah, forest yeah. run, exactly forest stop running. Like they put that. on the billboard. I mean, that's the whole. Yeah, that's, that's the whole, the whole yeah. story. Like everybody expects him to not be able to live like a normal life, and he excels in all these things. As long as he's told what to do, he has no issue. He he can do he's not anything. A yeah, he just needs. I don't know. He just needs explicit I don't know. Nobody told him that he had to go back in the in the war for every member of his platoon. Oh, yes, sure. like he. Sure. In fact, no, I mean, Dan, like, Lieutenant Dan, tells him don't go, and I yeah. gotta go get Bubba. Yeah. Like his, yeah. his love for other people pushes him. Yeah, no. When I, I'm talking more specifically about like the jobs he has, like he if he is told to do a thing. Like he's if he's taught how to do a thing, he will do that thing, borderline to perfection. He he mowed that lawn for free, because money wasn't a problem no more. He was more. like a jillionaire. Yeah, Apple stock. Apparently, he owned Apple. Like, <laughs> sure. Um, and I love. Uh, I wanted to become a professional ping pong player for about a week after I saw this mm. for the first time. I had a ping pong table <laughs> upstairs, folded it over. I'm like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I'm going to see if I can do that. Nah. <laughs> no, I don't know easy. if Tom Hanks can do that either, or if that was impressive yeah, I don't CGI, think so. <laughs> but if he can, kudos on him. I, if you find out that he made, uh, he, he could actually do that, I will take off that thing you do retroactively and put Forrest Gump. I'm pretty that. sure I've seen um, that he, like, he's, there's no ball oh, in that okay. scene. That See, it's, okay. that's, that's what's superimposed Number in. five Because the CGI in this movie is the one thing that doesn't always hold up. When you're watching mm-hmm. those scenes that he's uh, transposed in, they're pretty dang good. It's the lips yeah, of I mean, the people yeah. speaking. But I mean, whatever. That's yeah. such a small thing. Yeah. Well, it works enough. Can't play pink. But not as good as an actor as I thought. <laughs> not so method anymore, are you, Mr. Hanks? <laughs> All right. Oh. All right. So that is a very, very long conversation of five. Well, all of our top five favorite Tom Hanks movies. Some combination in. of 20 movies. 20, yeah, 20 movies. Yeah. Right an hour 30. And Sorry. Frank. Yeah. And, and, and uh, that was that was an in-depth and very enjoyable conversation. And uh, now we get to the fun part, which is having to decide the actual final top five list. Now, Mitch, we have a wheel that we spin. Your name was not on that wheel, obviously. Tragedy. Uh, so we went ahead and made a new wheel. And it. on this new wheel, you have all of our numbers. Uh, it's called the Mitch wheel. I like it. Yes. It's called the Mitch Wheel. <laughs> and uh, Matt is now going to spin the Mitch Wheel at least five times until we find the five movies that will make up the definitive top five list. Again, don't forget your veto. If there's a movie that gets pulled that you think, no, we got to get something better on, you can veto it. But be careful because if we protected it, you've lost your veto. Um, you want to do bubbles? Yeah, let's do our bubbles first. Uh, I'll go super brief on my bubbles. Um, Saving Private Ryan. Shocking omission, bud. Uh, I really thought that was going to be too. like your number yes. two. On for whatever somebody's. Reason. I thought it was going to be on somebody's. Again, that was that was the hard cut. That was the that was the hard cut. Like again, when I did like the dots after I wrote down the movies I wanted I wanted to put on the list, and then I put like the dot like the dots next to them. I had nine, and then I realized that Saving Private Ryan just didn't have a space. It didn't have a space. Where was I going to put I, it? I, 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 I'm, am I? 
It's not, on, it's not on ours either. So <laughs> yeah. yeah I, Road to Perdition may have been able to, to get cut, and I could put Saving Private Ryan in there, but I, I don't know. Road, Road to Perdition is it's it's got something. It does something for me. Uh, and the other Bubble movie is not for me. I actually uh, don't like this movie that much, but it is my one of my wife's favorite movies, and I'm fairly certain she would divorce me when she hears this and I didn't talk about it. That would That's be the my Burbs. Bubble. Yeah, the Burbs is yeah, excellent. The, she loved. She she was like, that's probably my number three Tom Hanks movie. I'm like, mm. you're insane. Don't don't explain the Burbs. Uh, if you haven't seen the Burbs, go watch the Burbs on your own. Go watch it. It's yeah, got Tom Hanks it's, in it, it. That's all I know. It's incredible. Uh, <laughs> it's all you need to my, know. What's yeah. If if my wife is sick, if my wife has like a cold or a fever, and she's like laying in bed, it it's she's gonna watch the Burbs. Like that's her like sick at home movie. She loves that movie. I run through my bubbles real quick. Castaway, Castaway is top yeah, bubble. Then I put the Toy Story franchise, Green Mile, and the Burbs. So all four. We talked about them all. Okay. okay. Yep. Beautiful. Uh, Mitch, your bubbles. Uh, I have I have five bubbles. Uh, the one that uh, is at the top is would possibly have at, uh, pushed something out, but I didn't get a chance to watch it again, so I wasn't sure. And that's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Um, and that oh, okay. that's kind of followed by two other like based on true stories uh, that like are so good in my opinion by Tom Hanks's performance, which is Captain Phillips. Like the end of that movie where he's like he gets saved and he's just like hyperventilating. It's like amazing. That scene's amazing. Uh, the rest of that movie it's is crazy okay. to me. Uh, Saving Private uh, Ryan is there. Sorry, that's not the based on Bridge of Spies was the other uh, based on a true story. Like what an amazing story and what a great performance. Saving Private Ryan and Big. I have a vendetta against mm-hmm. Bridges Spies. Mark Rylance won Best Supporting Actor for that movie, and he went up against Sylvester Stallone playing Rocky yes. Balboa in Creed, and everyone's like, this is it, man. He's finally going to get it, and he didn't. Mark Rylance beat him out, and I'm like, ah. Oh. Bridges Spies is excellent, though, but I'll never watch it again. Yeah. one shot. Yep. My bubbles are League of Their Own, Saving Private Ryan, and... An important movie probably needs to be mentioned, Philadelphia. Yeah, that didn't come up. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, that should have been in my bubble, too. I, I, I tried to keep my bubble down to just those yeah. two, uh, but Phil- the fact Philadelphia didn't make my list, considering oh, yeah. <laughs> considering my love for that city, is, is staggering, too. But it's hard. It's hard when you only have five, man. Yeah. It's really the hard man when you only have five. Man, one best actor, back-to-back years, only got to do it. Philadelphia, Forrest Gump with the two movies. Glad you brought it up. Hmm. All right, we're ready to spin. Let's Let's do it. I got a max wheel. two hours on this thing, by the way, so we're at an hour thirty-seven. Just keeping that in mind. We should we be done indeed. in a two. Hope so. <laughs> yeah. All right, first spin. We got Mitch two. Which Green Mile? Okay. All right. Um, that's the slam yeah. dunk. Okay, next spin. <laughs> Joe one green mile spin again. Green mile spin again. <laughs> We're gonna be doing this a lot. Um, yes, we are. veto Joe. <laughs> Too bad. Joe three <laughs> Forrest Gump. Yeah, that's it, baby. Do I dare? Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm assuming it made everyone else's list, so we're good to go. Mitch five, the Lady Killers. Lady Killers. I'm gonna veto that one. It gets vetoed. Okay. Okay. I haven't seen it. There's too much. Oh, there's too much other. Oh, on, honestly, I, I was expecting it, and I'm okay with it. Corey three, which is Green Mile. Green Mile. Spin again. 
Can we admit, you know what, we can, we can. What, do you want to slash it? Do you I, want to play I Toy can't, Story 3? I can't. It's franchise. so good. I, I, I don't <laughs> like an animated movie, honestly, being on this list, but Toy Story 3 fine is amazing. All right, fine. We'll leave, we'll leave it at Toy Story 3. That's fine. Two more movies to go, boys. Hope I get one of mine on here. Let's see. That'd be nice. Uh, Matt 2, which is Apollo 13. Good? Hell yeah. You only get one. You can Mitch. do it, Mitch. Go, go for it. <laughs> it's up to you. It's, All right. Um, yeah, it's, I, no, it, it feels so bad. It feels, any, these movies are so good, but I'm videoing okay. it. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. I'm holding out for another uh, yeah, some yeah, of mine. So. No feelings are hurt here. Well, that stinks because those are the best episodes. <laughs> I loved watching you. I love hearing you and uh, Corey go at each other's throats. <laughs> My number three is Catch Me. Every time you fight, I'm like, yeah, you you take that for your hate of Lord of the Rings. You fight. You fight. <laughs> Matt three, which is uh, Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can. Okay. All right. It was up to Joe, and it's on his list. So, yeah. All right. Last spin, potentially. Ba, 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 ba. Wait, did everyone else veto already? Yeah. I oh, I didn't wow. veto yet either, but I wasn't going to veto my oh, okay. own. It's Mitch 3, Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Mitch, did you protect it? I did. Okay, so I did. I'm going to say veto anyway, because you could. Yeah, Matt, you got to say I veto gotta first say, before you ask. I do this every time. <laughs> protected. Okay. The game's been shipped with this man. That's it. Okay, so Cloud Atlas is on the list. He protected it. Castaway is not going to make this list. That's sad. <laughs> this, is, All right. this is atrocious. So we got our five. That's how the wheel spins. That's how the cookie crumbles. Sometimes All right. none of your movies make the list. This is, this is, this this is why madness happens. People. I knew it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Wild. All right. So the five we are deciding between. Matt? It's uh, Catch Me If You Can, Toy Story 3, Forrest Gump. Green Mile and Cloud Atlas. It's nobody's number one. I'm gonna make one number two. Um, Green Mile made three of the four lists. Forrest Gump made so did Forrest, so Forrest Gump. Gump. I yeah. Um, I know Cloud Atlas is gonna be somewhat on the bottom simply because some of you haven't seen it, and it's it the is the only one. You're the only one that has it. But I'm I'm also gonna make a, yeah. a case, and this is it's a phenomenal movie but i'm gonna make a case that catch me if you can has got to be at the bottom because again it's a leo movie to me it it does not shine like the other ones do as far as tom uh, hanks but based on your description and again i haven't seen it it's a six story movie and tom hanks is he's in all six or is he in two of the six i no. i here here's the thing cloud atlas i love it but i'm okay i'm okay with cloud atlas okay. five because i know it's gonna i know it's gonna be low on your guys but I, I'm making the case that Catch Me If You Can is four. I, I think that goes without saying. I would, yeah, oh, be, yeah, I'd I think be that's, fine with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah no, that, that's, that's that makes fine. sense to me. I think that that's, that's a slam dunk then. I really have no other say because I only got one movie on yeah. this week. So you guys can battle it out. So we got Toy Story 3, Green Mile, and Forrest Gump. Toy Story 3 only yeah, made I'm gonna one say Toy list. Story 3 should take I think three that, yeah, I think the yeah. number of, of Toy Stories is where it should be placed on this Ooh, list. Yeah. That fits. The amount that should have made. You think it should made. be two? No, no. That they, what? No, no, number three. Oh, oh, the number of that Toy Story. I got you. Okay. Green um, Mile. Right you gotta. I'm just gonna I, let you guys know hard. the scores here. It's a one. Okay. Two, 
three for Green Mile, and for Forrest Gump, yep. it is a one, three, four. I mean, I, 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 I want Forrest Gump at one. I do. I, in my heart, I do. I think realistically, though, if we were to put it to a blind vote, Green Mile would probably come out on top. So Green Mile should probably be the number one. Make... Is that the case? Because I funny, feel like Matt I would argue, would I would argue, argue against the reverse that. of that. Yeah. I, I, th- I really? think Forrest I Gump is the most iconic Tom Hanks role. I do. Yeah. I listen. I want. I want it at number one. So I like, personally if, if... like Green Mile a little bit more than Forrest Gump, but if we're talking, I'm okay with Forrest Gump being number yeah, one. I, I would. I'd right. be okay with that. All right, then let's do it. I'm, I'm writing so, it down in ink. So that <laughs> was pretty, oh, that was amazingly simple. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes it is. It depends Ooh, how much right. of a fighting mood we're in, and by we, yeah. I mean mostly Corey and Matt. <laughs> <laughs> There, there was one. There was one episode where the the movies that came out on the wheel was a one, two, three, yeah. four, oh, yeah, five. Yeah. That, that worked out perfectly. And like it, like it was just like, well, that works. And it would just, it just, it just sure fell right does. into place. All right, Matt. Yes. Please reveal the definitive top five Tom Hanks movies according to five number five cloud atlas number four catch me if you can number three toy story three number two the green mile and the number one tom hanks movie forrest gump and that's it there you have it finally did it Corey. Uh, (laughs) i did i i knew it was gonna happen eventually and now i'm it's it's where it belongs uh if you want to send us your personal top five tom hanks uh, top five list of Tom Hanks movies, or really any top five list of any of the movies that we've done so far, you can uh, send them to us in an email at Five Movie Madness, that is with the number five, or on Twitter at Five Movie Madness again with the number five. At that uh, gmail.com. Uh, you just didn't I finish it. <laughs> I didn't. I just didn't finish it. The emails at gmail.com. Sorry. Uh, I'm I'm looking at the time and like, oh god, we gotta get done. Uh, <laughs> if you want to speak to me on Twitter about anything. Gaming, comics, movies, stuff like that. Uh, I'm at I am City Folk Soul. Find me on Twitter, MR underscore Janny. Talk movies, want to talk playoff hockey. Hockey Twitter is pretty toxic, so maybe we'll stay away from that. But uh, we'll Probably talk about smart. anything else you want to talk about. Joe, you're handy. I'm at Juice Clerk. <laughs> and Mitch, if our fans want to start following you and getting into what you uh following you how would they how would they do that uh i what do you plug in i day? i pretty much stay off I, I try to stay off social media at this point so you're not gonna do much uh you're not gonna find much interesting things by following me on twitter but you can listen to podcasts that i'm on such as the dungeon masters block geek wars um gm showcase uh faith beyond sunday and a little podcast uh called zeros talking heroes uh you have to find those episodes, yes, though. Yes. Those, are, those are the hidden yeah, you gems. Have to look for those. Well, from all of us here to all of you out there, thank you for listening to 5 Movie Madness. Uh, catch us next week when we're talking about another topic that I'm not going to tell you until next week. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.